Mr. Krusty, that guy, and his love for the game. Playing the game, it goes by too fast. You give time to reach your goal. Don't stop level up in that classic cold game. You must pass the level to get ranked up. It's the pile gamers staying up all night. Rising up in the levels with our rival And the last of the gamers try to rank up to light And he's watching the screen with the eye of the gamer Welcome to episode one First of, of the official XFL recap podcast Oh my god, oh okay that's right. It's time to get going. First week of the season, big game. Big gamers like me, huge scores, big tackles, large men, Some big slams, walloping hits. I was not expecting slams this big first season, but we're coming out with a bang. Uh huh. And a um, bang crack and a whip. I think the I think the Guardians beat the. I should have probably looked this up before I did this. Before I did this bit, um, um, the hold on, uh, keep keep vamping, vamp, vamp. Brought to you by Bang Energy, Bang Energy. Fuck, uh, <laughs> I'm just, I'm the just, official I'm, drink of XFL. I love, and I'm, I'm, and I'm so, ha- I, I, uh, um, you know, I, it's, it's just, I, I fucking, I, uh. Bang's doing that good. Uh, uh, this is the read. This is what they put in the in the copy here. My face tingles. <laughs> Beta Aladdin's got me give his give me face spiders. Touch my shirt. Touch my fucking shirt. Just I uh. <laughs> Okay. Uh you you've been drinking a lot of bang, huh? No, actually. <laughs> but every time I do, I feel like I have an episode like an ordeal yeah yeah no you you that's a rookie mistake if you take a bang you need to channel it into some sort of physical activity otherwise you will have an existential dread nightmare yeah um, no i just end up like pacing like, like comically pacing yeah. around like it's a joke like it's a caffeine joke well you you, you yes no you would you would think like okay well you know i can drink 150 milligrams of caffeine that's Why'd not you get muffled bad. all of a sudden you put something in between you and the mic no, there's nothing in between me and the mic. Oh, you're all... I'm a crack- crackly boy? No, you're not crackly. You're literally muffled like you're behind something. He- hello? Mm-hmm. Hello? No? no? I, that's still a little weird. It's probably fine and I don't know. Oh, oh, oh. Hello. hello? That's better. What'd you okay, do? Okay, sweet. I uh, just plugged it, unplugged it, plugged it back in. Great. Um, okay, so... Yeah, uh... You you think like 150 milligrams of caffeine? That's not that bad, you know. Like it's a little jittery, but you know, you get 300. That that won't be that crazy. And then it's uh, I you, did not realize, think it would. I, that was not my thought. I thought, oh, this is a lot. And then I drank it, and it was a lot. Yeah, it, and I bought two more. <laughs> um, which flavors you get? It's like 325 or something. It doesn't even say on the can. Uh, it's look three, it up online. 300, 300 milligrams. Exactly um, 300. Okay. What um? It's over what two. What flavors you get, dog? I got the green and the blue. I drank a green yesterday. I've had two greens. This is my first blue. About what I expected. Yeah, some of them are some of them are good. I like the black cherry one. Uh, I've just kind of 
kind of cut out the middleman and started buying all of the stuff that's in Bang, and then just putting that in Gatorade. Oh yeah, and that's what I do now. And like I've I have, had, I've done, I've had caffeine pills too, but I like the. I like the ritual. I like having a plus. I could. I took it a little bit slower this time. I've been drinking this one over the course of like an hour and a half, two hours. Yeah, yeah. Not as bad. Mm. Yeah, I I did for the longest time. I I, I just kind of converted my ritual into like putting all of my powders into a blender bottle, you know, and and then like drinking that blender bottle rather than what, what it was before. Is that I would always stop in at the exact same grocery store on my way to the gym every day, like and and I would be like, okay, we're going to the gym now. And then I realized I was just blowing unbelievable amounts of money. Yeah, on... I was down. I was down there for how long was I down there? A week. Mm. And just every time we went to the grocery store, you just picked up a single energy drink. Yeah. And I was yeah. just like, "Why don't you buy multiple?" And you're just like, "I, you know, I'm just, I'm just drinking one." <laughs> it's yeah. It's, what do you think? I'm some sort of fucking degenerate. <laughs> yeah. What am I crazy? Um, Declan. Hey. He... Um, I'm pouring up big for this episode. I'm pouring yep. up big because I just had the worst because weekend of my entire life. Oh, <laughs> you're rooting for the Guardians, huh? Yeah, you're dude. Rooting, you're I was for the Battlehawks. I was really invested. Well, the Battlehawks won. I've actually got the standings in front of me now. Oh, no, okay, I'm great. I'm a Dallas Renegades fan, obviously. Is something using up your internet? You're very muffled this time. Um, let me. I don't think so. No, I'm my sorry. network usage is near zero. Wild. All right. Um, you're still audible. How about now? I mean, better, but I, it's just going to keep happening. So I guess we'll just worry about it next time. That's quite annoying. Anyway, um, so uh, yeah, um, uh, do you, do you want to continue the XFL bit? Are we? I do want to know what who who won. I caught the. I, I think I caught the end of the. There's Mage. Uh, I caught the end of the the last game on Sunday, which was the Renegades versus the Battle Hawks. It was, uh, I enjoyed the half hour or so that I watched. The announcers are fun. They're having That's fun. They're good. having a good time. That's good. Yeah, because it's there all was, jokes and it won't exist in a year. The, like, I turned it on and the first play I saw was this guy made a perfect punt where it landed like the inch in front of the goal line and his own team member dove and and got it. Um, which oh, he is that, done I saw that clip. That's, that's <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and just the announcer was just like, "Oh my God, he ruined the perfect punch!" <laughs> just like going off on him, that's, and that's, uh, that's and then like, and then um, uh, oh, who's the former player who's who's in like an announcer? Uh, uh, um, he he has a he has a name. Um, Troy Aikman. Troy Aikman just like walks up. I don't think he was even announcing, but he like walked up to the mics and he was like, "Oh my God, did you see that guy ruin that punt?" <laughs> he's just talking for a minute and then they interviewed him and he was just like oh i thought the guy touched it so i dove on the ball but but i was wrong and so it's like it was like they you could they can make fun of the guy and then also he can explain himself and they were like oh, okay well i guess i get it so it was a nice i i like it i think it's good yeah i um yeah, that's pat mcafee was the announcer during that clip uh who is a he's an icon at this point he's a former nfl punter with a lot of attitude okay um, and that's why that's why he's that's why i'm here player. it's attitude um yeah i i did not watch any of the xfl i was too busy experiencing the worst period of my entire life <laughs> uh, uh i don't know how much of this i want to go into i'm going to give you the most brief summation that i can provide all right all right so 
Uh, I shot. So I, I part of my, my right now I make a lot of income off of shooting weddings. I do wedding videography. It's my gig. Um, and I had a wedding in Louisiana this past weekend. I had a piece of equipment that was kind of, kind of what landed me the gig in the first place was access to this particular piece of equipment. I drove all the way to Louisiana for the rehearsal dinner, got to Louisiana and realized that I had, which was a five and a half hour drive, got to Louisiana and realized that I had forgotten the piece of equipment back in Texas. <laughs> so, so my, my partner and I, uh, after the rehearsal dinner, which let out at 1030, got in our car and hauled our happy asses back to Texas over. And then we drove back to Louisiana one night. So Where'd I spent, go? um, because we needed to trade off because we were driving through the night and there was absolutely no way I could have done it without falling asleep at the wheel. Ah. Um, on, we are 20 minutes outside of the city that we are, <laughs> that we are going back to the city of the, the weddings happening in get pulled over for doing 85 and a 75. So, oh. so we get hit with a fucking $222 speeding <laughs> ticket <laughs> and okay. So th- things aren't going great. <laughs> um, there is no coordinator at this wedding. So it's just kind of like a complete nightmare clusterfuck in which nobody knows what's going on. And it's just, kind of, it's just a miracle that anything gets, gets done. Um, and then anyway, so there's we just noticed there's a lot of tension and that the people we're shooting for are rather dramatic. Um, <laughs> at one point, the bride's mother accused my partner of being, quote unquote, all over her daughter. Oh, because which he's just filming her. He's just doing his job. The thing that we were hired to do. Um, and I, I, I know this guy like he's not like a sex pervert or anything. Uh, and um. So that was weird. And then later in the night, I, I kind of saw a moment of like a flare up where the the groom's mother called him an asshole and then walked off. And then the bride said said a similar something along the same lines where she's like total asshole and then walked away. And the groom's just kind of shrugging like, what did I do? Right. Um, OK. And uh, so then we're waiting around for three hours because it's just like open dances or whatever. The end of the night comes around. They're going to do a sparkler getaway. So basically everybody's going to wait outside the venue with sparklers. They're going to run through it and get in their getaway car and drive away. So everybody starts lining up outside. They get the sparklers out. Everybody's getting ready. And then the the groom's brother comes up to us and says, uh, uh, yeah, we're not going to you guys shouldn't film this. You shouldn't film what's about to happen. And I'm like, what? What do you mean? This is our job. And he's like, uh, yeah, the groom is. uh indisposed right now <laughs> and uh, uh we're like oh okay so we start packing up and get in uh get ready to go to to leave and indisposed we over means slightly unwell i'm learning uh so or averse or unwilling hmm uh un- un- unwell. i'm on the edge of my seat unwell so oh. we start packing up to go to go away <laughs> so we're gonna leave we're like we should get out of here <laughs> things are getting fucking weird and as I'm packing up, I overhear, gave him something to sober him up and barred out. And, uh, okay. and you really shouldn't take that much. <laughs> um, and I'm like, okay. Mm. So, so I got to get my car, bring it around to like the front to pack up my gear. And then I see a fucking ambulance pull in. 
<laughs> and I'm like, no fucking way. Oh, you should have gotten way more turnt at this wedding. It sounds like it was a it was a party. Uh, and they pull out a fucking uh, um a a defibrillator. A, a stubble, they pull out a fucking um, ominous black box and then head into the <laughs> head into the bathroom of the venue. They put then, on they put on robes and capes. Uh, so so we're like they have oh, lances. Oh shit, we need to get the fuck out of here right now. So we get in the car and, and start driving back to our hotel, and then and then an ambulance and then a meteor starts falling. <laughs> an ambulance screams by us with its lights on and everything, and, and I'm like, "Oh my fucking god! Did did the groom just overdose?" And and uh, so he didn't, he didn't underdose. It sounds like <laughs> so I, I'm not laughing. I'm not laughing at his this poor man's horrible situation, but more at the, the absurdity of. Be, having been up for for a good 30 some odd hours at that point and then yeah, i would have thought i was hallucinating at that point dude like, it was fucking surreal <laughs> it's really surreal i'm i feel surreal hearing it like being uh, there with people being in a, in a city you don't live in and having that happen being in a city you don't live in is already enough yeah. <laughs> but you know uh, but anyway so so that happens um and so we, we go to we're just like fuck it we're going back to the hotel we just drink a couple of beers and go to sleep and try to process everything that just happened to us I'm I'm mind you have i'm surprised you haven't been at any weddings where that i mean where something like that has happened hey um like that to you know at least maybe not always the groom but i would expect someone to get get hospitalized more often than uh than that but so I don't usually know. there's like a cutoff time for the bar you know and stuff like that but um, I did have, I did shoot with a person who, um, they shot a wedding where the best man committed suicide in the hotel bathroom the night before. Oh, okay. They still had that then, huh? Um, yeah, it I think they ended up not having the wedding. Oh, okay. Uh, he was, he was supposed to, he was supposed to shoot it and then he received a phone call and is like, uh, yeah, and this wedding's off. Ah, okay. Um, but, uh, anyway. Uh, so it's not even over yet. <laughs> That's the thing. So we, because of the insane clusterfuckery that was going on, I didn't have time to grab drone, drone coverage, which is the thing that it actually went back to go grit. That's the thing I went back to Texas to get. Oh, God. Um, so so the next day I'm like, well, all right, fine. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll just put the drone up. You know, I'll go to the venue and explain myself and be like, hey, we didn't have time. Um, and can I just grab this now? So I go to the, the reception venue. I can't find anybody to talk to at all. Um, and I, I just kind of got a weird vibe because there was like another part. So I'm like, okay, I'll, I'm just going to, I'm just going to put the drone up, get it as quick as I can and get on the road. Uh. I put the drone up. The drone goes 15 feet in the air, straight into a tree and then careens into the ground at 40 miles per hour and explodes explodes <laughs> it explodes right. I, exploded would be the only the only word that would be appropriate for what occurred because fucking propellers flew everywhere the fucking the rotors came flying off it was a gut i mean it was a disaster it's built to absorb impacts that's what it's that's what, yeah that's what it's supposed to do at, at 40 miles per hour yeah no the thing's fucked <laughs> the oh. camera the camera broke off it's a oh. nightmare yeah so i'm currently on ebay looking to buy another drone what you didn't have insurance um, it, it was this, I've had this drone for three years. Nobody will insure it that far out. Oh, um, but, uh, yeah, you know, I got it. 
so yeah, I basically pulled two all two all nighters inside of one week. Probably didn't break even on that one, huh? That one might be a that one might be a loss. Um, I'm still gonna make a little bit. the 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 ticket was bad enough. The, the loss of the drone is a big deal, but it's an older drone at this point. I've been due to upgrade for a while anyway. This is just kind of like the shove in the right direction that I needed. Um, so I'm gonna count it as not a loss, but a necessary thing to have happen. Because I've been like, this drone is no longer cutting it anyway. So fucking a, fucking a, man. That's cool. I've been napping. Oh, that's good. Um, been uh, been playing, been playing video games. What games you done? You done been playing? Um, I play Red Dead for half an hour at a time until my computer crashes. And David's David's calling me. Oh, okay, on the phone. Uh, no, we're on Discord. Don't put him in the call. No, I'm not doing that. Don't do it. <laughs> anyway, Red Dead for half an hour space. at a time. <clears throat> that game, yeah, that game's very, very pretty. Have you figured out what it is that's crashing your rig? The video game. Oh. They, put the whole, they put the whole West in a in a video game, and it, my computer, strong as it is, cannot handle it. That's got to be pretty fucking cool, though. Um. Oh, it's 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 very yeah, it's very nice. How are those um, horse testes? They poop all the time. Um, you can pet them. You can pet you can pet dogs. Um. Oh, the petting dogs. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's it's uh. Are the you game looks, the game looks so good that it like almost like almost it doesn't, but it almost like satisfies my desire to go into the woods for real. This is just mm-hmm. like I can just hang out, crouch down, uh, listen listen to the the wind. Cannot play a 4K. <clears throat> Nothing can handle that game at 4K because I'm not I'm not CERN. Oh yeah. Um, you, you don't you don't have fucking twelve xenon processors running in unison. <laughs> I don't have sixty four cores. I say I say computer terms in in Linus from Linus Tech Tips voice now. When I hear a core count, I hear his dumb Canadian voice. Um, what a dork! What a what a gay dork! No um, dorks allowed. <laughs> oh, I forgot to I forgot to retweet. Have you heard? I just um, I've been made aware of this shit post album. You know how some albums are just uh, sh- like shit core. I think it's called. Yeah. Sure. Um, there's a four hour album called, I think it's called no dorks allowed or something. And it's a Kevin based <laughs> Kevin from Ed and Nettie based, uh, album. Wow. Um, uh, <clears throat> no dorks allowed. Is it? Oh no. Dork core one Oh one Kevin and the bikes. Um, it was, I didn't listen to the whole thing, but it was a hell of a ride. <laughs> It's um How the bike it's, ride. A, it's 101 tracks long. Oh my god. <laughs> the last track is if you're making an album like this, what would you make the last track? Uh, uh um Oh, I can't I fucking can't even begin. It's like it's like 4 hours of like skits and weird experimental <laughs> nonsense and like samples and just total total garbage. Like how do you how do you close it out? Surf rock. 
there's probably there's probably surf rocket no it's just like unbearably loud noise it's just <laughs> it's just um it's it's head destroying noise de-dorkanization uh, de- 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh my god y'all, y'all definitely give this a spin are you kidding me yep <laughs> um, i mean it's like i it's probably i've never listened to a four hour long album but it's probably like anything that's that long you're just going to like get attached to in a way where it's just like you're gonna think it's the album of the year um i have watched a decent amount of of ed ed and eddie recently track 40 fuck jimmy (laughs) (laughs) straight up though Uh, um yeah no i've I've listened to i've watched a decent amount of ed ed and eddie recently mm -hmm. uh just because i've been nostalgic for it and it holds up uh really damn well um in in kind of like a it scratches the exact same itch that it was scratching at the time. I feel, hmm. um, which is unique. I, I, cause there's a lot of stuff that holds up in, in, uh, absolutely no way. Um, have you, have you heard the thing? <laughs> this is so, we were, ta- we were talking recently about how, like my friend and I, my other friend, Ethan, who I was friends with when I was 11, mm. would just talk like Ed Oh Meaning, God! Talk, talk like a re- retard. Yeah, just yeah. like all the time, and our parents got so sick of it. Yeah, no, that was definitely yeah. a thing in my house as well. Uh, um, track twenty-three. My bike is better than Naz. That's true. <laughs> Sorry, you can ride ahead. that shit all day long, baby. Um, I didn't have any any. Oh, you know what? I was thinking about uh, think about rocket power. <laughs> uh. Have you seen the fan no, theory? So, so per, first of all, there are fan theories around Rocket Power in 2020. People are people are still watching that and thinking the fan theories. All right, they're all in purgatory. No way. That's that is that is also at Nettie. Yeah. Um. No, it's the the theory that Tito is not the the main two kids' father, and that I'm sorry, Tito <laughs> is the main two kids' father and not Raimundo. Because Raimundo, <laughs> I forgot his name is Raimundo. <laughs> Raimundo is um, he's white, and then his 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 dead wife is also white. But Tito has this kind of uh, tan, or you know, like kind of a dark. Oh, and the skin. kids are okay, right, right, right. right. And and uh, they probably, the writers were watching King of the Hill, and we're like, that's funny. Um, but uh, but yes, that that's a that's a thing that I've seen tossed around, and. There's also like an episode that supposedly backs up that theory. I I, I thought it was very humorous and uh, that's the kind of thing that late '90s, early 2000s TV kids writers would joke about and put in the show. Sure, well check check it. What if what if Raimundo check it actually wasn't Raimundo? Uh, what if what if he was impotent and could not actually produce seed? Tito, you, I want you to impregnate my. You're my best friend. Listen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and, and Tito's like, all right, brother, show me where the pussy at, and I'll stick it in there. <laughs> it's like the ancient Hawaiians used to say. <laughs> I am about to bust. <laughs> um, are they? Are the kids twins? Because he might have only I needed to get they in there were once. Twins. Yeah, wouldn't they argue about who was born first? Or mm-hmm, I don't mm-hmm. fucking remember. Gearhead says that every kid named Kevin has been a douchebag, no exceptions. You know a guy named Kevin. I want, can you confirm? Yeah, I could. Yeah, he's he's a. a, a I know he's not a douchebag, but if you were some sort of fucking dork loser, then he would seem like a douchebag. I was a douchebag at 11, so... Yeah. It would kind of be weird if you weren't. I've had the song uh, Teenage Dirtbag um, in my head for like a week now. You know that song? 
Uh, teenage dirtbag. Wait, no, it's different. I'm just a teenage dirtbag, baby. No, no. You don't know mm-hmm. that song? Oh, no. Okay. All right. Anyway, we should I'm probably start I, uh, talking about that anime. It's yeah, I don't. Feel, it's not going to be a long episode when we start talking about the anime. I feel like because yeah, but I'm talking. It's talking. one of those times we walk, watch a good show and it's like I don't know what to. Mm-hmm. But um, um. I was. We were talking a while ago about those videos where it's supposedly black people reacting to songs with they hear yes. for the first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were skeptical as to the idea that like you could go your entire life without hearing Bohemian Rhapsody just because you're black. Right. Um, and I wasn't sure about that too. But then um, I just saw a video recently of a couple black dudes reacting to hearing Sultans of Swing. And I realized that I think I've gone my entire life without hearing that song. What is Sultans of Swing? Uh-oh. <laughs> Dire Straits. All right. Well, yeah. All right. All right. Uh, Dire- play, play it through, through gang stalking. Okay. I'm, we're going to get copyright stricken, but sure. Well, we've already used Dire Straits. I, I as the gamer. You know that I have the gamer recording artist. is very litigious. That's true. Sultan, uh, Dire Straits did Money for Nothing? No. What do you mean? No, 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 did. no, it doesn't. No. Okay. So somehow YouTube's fucking up and I'm on dire straight Sultans of swing. And the video is still the eye of the gamer. <laughs> um, As it should be. Nope. It's, oh, it's just the playing eye of the gamer, with, huh? It's just playing. I'm stuck on that video forever now. All right. Well, that's worse videos to be stuck on. I'd say I, that's horrifying. <laughs> It's like a, it's a, it's a rock song. Like, you, know. you get a shiver in the dark. It's raining in the park. But meantime, nope. Okay, so you two then. Wow, this has 133 million views. This is a classic rock tune, I believe. It sounds like he's trying to, like trying to chop Lou Reed. Double fall time. I don't know. You feel alright when you hear the music ring. Oh, yeah, I don't know this song at all. You know, so, you know, money for nothing. No. Get your money for nothing and the chicks for free. That one? No, I don't know that song. What? <laughs> yes, you've it's, heard that one. I, I don't know it off the top of my head. I don't know it. This sounds like unremarkable, kind of like southwestern inspired we- Brit, Brit rock. Have you heard the Weird Al parody about the Beverly Hillbillies? Uh, no. Really long drum drum intro. Come on. Uh, it sounds like smoke on the water. Jesus Christ. Okay, I thought I was bad. No, no, never, never heard that before in my life. If I did hear it, I would think I was listening to Smoke on the Water. (laughs) No, this is embarrassing for both of us. We have to stop. We have to talk about Gundam. All right. Let's talk about that Gundarn. Um, we watched a Gundam because this show is, this show is about trying new things. Yeah. Opening your mind. I think that's mind. really the theme of, yeah. Um, so we decided to start, to start, uh, getting into Gundam with, uh, one, with one Gundam. That's not the first Gundam because that shit's a lot of episodes. So we watched an OVA um, that see it's standalone. I I understood it, so I guess that means it worked. 
Yes, that means I was, we, was, we were right. Uh, you're saying that, you, that we were like, let's take a shot on a standalone piece of Gundam media under the assumption that maybe it would be comprehensible without having some sort of prior knowledge of their larger Gundam universe. That is what I was saying, yes. Okay, yeah, great. Yes, that is that is what we that was what we did. We watched War in the Pocket, which is the oh I have notes. That's great. 1989. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was made to commemorate the 10th anniversary of Gundam, even though Gundam was 78, I think. Uh, close enough. 10-ish anniversary. Yeah. Um. Apparently, it's not like the other Gundams, but uh, so I guess we don't. I don't know if we're that much closer to understanding Gundam. Now. I got to see the robots fight a little bit. We did, yeah, the, the mobile suits, please. Um, but yeah, I guess you don't have to see have seen the other ones to watch this one. I'm sure there are other good standalone Gundams too, but this is the the last one that I was reminded of. So we went with this one. Yeah. Also, I think it's like the first. Oh no, you uh oh yeah, 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 yeah. We we should do eighth the eighth MS team next. That's another OVA. That one's twelve episodes and it's from like 98, 99. We're going to have a, a firm understanding of all the surrounding events of the main Gundam storyline. <laughs> yeah, all the side like, stories. It would be like reading the Cimmerillion or in, in The Hobbit and then never reading the core Lord of the Rings trilogy. You could, you could do that. Sure. I, it worked, this worked out great. That would, be, that would be fine. That's true, yeah. Yeah, so we'd not watch Gundam or Zeta Gundam or Gundam ZZ, um, which are all... 40 to 50 episodes. No Gundam Unicorn. No G Gundam. Well, I mean, yeah, those are the most, those are more recent. I'm no talking Gundam like, Wing. We didn't start Canonic, no. Um, Gundam Seed. I don't think, I think people like the first season of Seed. I think the second one is not as well liked. No fucking uh, Iron Blooded Orphans. No. No, um, no Thunderbolt. Nope. No build fighters. Uh-uh, I don't know uh-uh. if we'll get to that one, to be honest. Yeah, I think I, could, I might go the whole the entirety of my life without watching build fighters if I end up getting married at some point. Turn a Gundam? I hardly know him. <laughs> <laughs> so awful. Come <laughs> on. Sorry. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, I was looking up the Gundam. There's a bunch of timelines, so I think you yeah. can watch each timeline individually without seeing the others. So, like, you know, there's uh, there's the main. I've already forgotten everything. I don't know. There's a bunch there are, of these there are suckers. three timelines. There are three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we are in the main timeline. This is exists mm-hmm. in the same timeline as Mobile Suit Gundam and Mobile Suit Zeta Gundam. That's um, right. So this is this is the O. Oh, 0079 universe, I believe. Um, yeah. yeah, so if you understand any of that, then this is what we're working on. Oh, yeah, there's oh, there's a bunch. There's uh there's after colony, after war, future century, cosmic era, Anno Domini. That's that's us, I think. They made a show about us. Advanced generation. Finally then, a show about us gamers. Oh yeah. And then a Universal Century, which is this one. Yes. I guess you see Universal Century, Future Century, and After Colony and After War all converge in turn A Gundam, which takes place in the correct century. Well, aren't they feeling oh high, high and mighty? God. 
Yeah, arrogant fucks. Is that time travel? Is that what's going on? What's happening in Turn of Gundam? It's kind of like a like a Days of Future Past scenario where the old version of the characters and the new version of the characters get smashed together. It's wild. A Gundam has sex with another Gundam and becomes his own father. That's fucked nice. up. Yeah, I, I was I always X Men, but yo, check it. How come Kyle Reese doesn't send is uh, how come John Connor doesn't send himself back to the past to fuck his mom in the Terminator franchise? What a loser. Yeah, I don't know. What are you, what are you, some sort of cuck letting somebody else fuck your mom? <laughs> That's true. I mean, he probably didn't know that, right? Uh, no, he, he knows. What? He, he knows that Kyle Reese is his father. Oh, I didn't know that. That's kind of weird, actually. He, dude, Terminator's fucked. I mean, like, really? From, from it's cool the, that you get to choose your dad, though. You're like, hmm, who am I sending back? Dwayne right. DeRock Johnson. Dwayne, you will be my, my father. Yeah. Uh, what 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 celebrity do you send back in time to be your dad? Uh, oh, that's that's tough. I don't know. I would probably send myself back, and I'd probably send the um, Vin Diesel back in time because he knows a thing or two about family. Do you need? I mean, you need to choose someone that your mom will definitely fuck, though. You're telling me you wouldn't you wouldn't fuck Vin Diesel? Vin Diesel's kind of weird looking, man. He looked good for like two years in, in like two thousand two. It's when he had those goggles on for those fucking movies. They've had to I feel like they've had to shoot Vin Diesel from like the nipples up for fifteen years. That dude's got some fucking pepperoni nips too. <laughs> People don't talk about this. Vin I Diesel's wasn't thinking got- as much specifically about the nipples. I'm just I just think he has like the beer gut to end all beer guts. No, no, he's got huge nips. This is known. Nice. This is this is this is known. Um anyway, let's let's continue. Um Gundam War in the Pocket is not directed by Tomino. It's the first one not. It's the first one uh, not directed by him. It's directed by Takayama Fumihiko, who directed kind of episode seven of Bubblegum Crisis and a couple other OVAs I've never heard of, and uh, wrote Alice and and uh, Zoroku and Sword of the Stranger. I don't know. Um, it's about. Um, it's about family. Speaking of Vin, speaking of the D's. Do you agree? Uh, oh, sorry, I was just kind of taken with Vin Diesel. Are you looking at pictures of Vin Diesel's nipples? <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> what talking about Gundam. I was Stop it. Stop looking at them. His nipples, they're hypnotic. It's, if, if I ever needed hypnotherapy, I know the man that I would go to. All right, I'm going in. I, I put two eyes. It's Neeples by accident. Nipples. What the fuck? He's got tattoos on him in this one. I, his, his, nip, his nipples actually aren't that big. Yeah, no. What were you thinking <laughs> of? No, I was, I was just, I was kind of talking on my ass because I thought it'd be funny. We haven't even discussed that new trailer on the podcast. Bring it back, Han. <sighs> uh, I know. I wish that had been a twist in the movie. It was I'm, a twist I'm, when I saw the trailer. You know, it's know. a little disappointing that I didn't get to. You can't have a like a marketing gimmick like that, not in the trailer. Yeah, it's just a shame. Uh, the real but, twist in the movie is that they kill him again, uh, or that he's a he's uh, Han's twin brother. Yeah, that would piss. I mean, who even? There's like eight people in the world who even like. Do, 
no one actually like pays attention to or remembers what happens in those movies besides people who like are ironically somewhat invested in it like us right like uh, are the well, people know that han died like people Do know they? no one remembers the 2006 no, no, movie. no the no part, no no the, the people you know the the 300 million dollars the, the people like uh paying that who go see are not they don't remember who the fuck han is so they the thing is that they, is that they need to redeem they're real they're not real writers they need to redeem shaw because Shaw killed Han in the chronology that we, we've been seeing so far. They're not, not going to redeem him. They already had a whole movie about him. Right, right. But like, but that whole movie does not include. And I guess he was in Eight as a hero. He was a, he was a good guy in Eight. Yeah. Yeah, he but a, but he was I think a funny they British need, guy. They need to completely undo any sort of mis, misdoings that he might have done. Right. But like, they already like did that when they just had a movie where he was just part of the gang. Right, but like. I think people might have brought up, "Hey, are we just chill with the fact that he murdered Han?" And then yeah. they're like, "And then we're like, no, we're not chill with that. Here's Han again." Um, See, I don't know that his character is still the same, though. He still might as well have murdered Han. Hey, do you think I could place bets on the types of food that Han will eat in this new movie? Like the brands? No, just the varieties of food, like popcorn, nachos. You know, maybe hot nachos fries. are too messy. He's a snack guy. He's always nachos don't come in bags. Hmm. So he's gonna be eating peanuts and maybe some popcorn, like Doritos. Maybe, maybe he'll eat some pocky. Um, oh, pocky's a good because because he's Japanese and uh huh, and that's getting a little bit more popular over here. Yeah, um, yeah. And if you wait, wonder no, he, how he, he's not Japanese, he's from Japan, but his name's Han, so I guess he's Chinese or something. I right? wonder if you know how they live in Tokyo. Anyway, I, I, uh, I, to, I was there. Back to War in the Pocket. Um, War in the Pocket's about a little kid. Um, well, it starts out the first episode is um, um, a, a, a grizzled uh, group of special forces, black ops guys. Mm-hmm. You know, they're uh, salt of the earth mech fellas, and they're they're smoking in their mechs, they're drinking in their mechs, they got porn in the mechs. And, I like uh, that element. In it. I also think that their cockpits look super cool. Yeah, they have uh, they got ladies all up in their. Cockpits. cockpits are a hard thing i think when you're doing these kind of larger mechs um and i think that these have like a really good feel to them they feel lived in which is an important <laughs> important part part of sci-fi you know in a way the mechs are like another character in the series that's deep um and uh they're yeah they're fucking up this base and they have these weird uh i'm gonna try really hard not to just call them all gundams the whole time mm-hmm. um one of the things I learned is that they're not all Gundams. They're mobile suits, but the mobile suits they got are like amphibious, and they're all, they're all floppy. They're all flopping around to to fight yeah. stuff. Um, and uh, one of their guys, Andy, uh, he bites it trying to take this rocket ship out. Um, but mm. the uh, the other side, they get the this rocket with a special cargo out, and um, and then uh, we get the opening, which um, 80s mech shows really love. Uh, using love songs as their opening, <laughs> we've we've learned it's hilarious. Don't you know that you are so sweet, Declan? Uh, can't you see that you are sweet? Can you, yes. Can you see how that you are so sweet? Yes. Let me love you so. Yes. Um. Just a just a sappy love song about about in, in your mech show. Um. And uh, yeah, then we meet our little protagonist who's hanging out in class, and they're talking about this badge that his friends got. And uh, he says it's a real badge, and there's this know-it-all bitch 
this fucking dumb bitch mm-hmm. spoil sport telling Tower. him it's not real. Yeah. Tattle I mean, tale. there's always those fucking narcs. I thought this was authentic. Because you, you, when you're a kid, you're just lying about shit all the time, you know, because you want to mm-hmm. one up your friends. And and then there's always that one fucking narc ass smart ass who's going to women gonna, always wanting you to not lie. Yeah. What's the deal with that? Yeah. Blowing, <laughs> blowing me in. Um, and uh, and so they're doing kid stuff. I I feel like no one figured out how to animate human faces until like 1999. They're all so weird. They're all so squinty and fucked up. Like, um, in a way, it's like a it's a beautiful testament to the autism of the Japanese that they can spend like hundreds of man hours drawing robots, but they can't like get faces. <laughs> well, you right. have to look at each other. They have to stare into each other's eyes, and that's yeah, horrifying. no, you know, you don't want to do that. You have to look at someone else, or you have to look in a mirror. And when you've you know been up for four straight days drawing robots, it's not it's not a great time. You start to look like a robot yourself. Wow, how, how ironic. Um, so, um, the kid keeps talking about how his dad's coming back from war. And I, at first I had a really bad feeling about that, about his dad. Um, but th- 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 he's all right. He comes back first episode here. Um, and, um, he's, uh, the kid's name is Al and, um, he's also doing some sneaky stuff. Like he's filming this military base, um, which I thought would get him in trouble in trouble, but it turns out it's actually foreshadowing. Um, and he's also got a neighbor named Christina McKenzie. Ooh, what a what a piece, huh? <laughs> what a what a piece of at yeah, I don't know. What a firecracker! She's a red-headed anime lady. Yep. Um, and um, she dries him up. He's got these short. I feel like it's a little late in the eighties to be putting short this short on uh, on on small boys i feel like we're we should be a little bit past this i it's, mean it, it, it made me uncomfortable at times because <laughs> because like you know i mean it gives I it kind I, of a boy scout vibe which i get is sort of the the motif um but they're really short yeah I mean, it doesn't looks like doesn't a really looks like a world war ii propaganda poster he's like so triangular and short shorted oh yeah that that kid should be learning how to how to forage and setting up tents and stuff, mm-hmm. but but kids don't really do that anymore. And he also lives on like a colony, you know. Yeah, they're Not in this odd. space cylinder. Did we talk about the space cylinder at all? Because it's fucking rad. Um, yeah, I've seen these before. Like, I had like a wallpaper that was this, and I didn't even realize it was from Gundam. But yeah, it's like a big. It's like a cylinder, but like, um, like two thirds of it is transparent, so you can see inside. Um, but it's in space, and it's like. You, people live on it. Um, it's really fucking cool. I, I, I like the idea of centrifugal force um, being like the source of gravity. I don't know whether or not it works. Uh, I mean, you I, have to keep accelerating, which is kind of okay. So you, if you, if you don't accelerate, the the effect it goes away. Then yeah, that's why. That's how people think flat Earth works. Is we're accelerating downwards at nine point eight meters per second, which is how gravity, or no, accelerating upwards, which would make it which would make us feel pull at that speed downwards. Mm. Um, but that you, you get really fast real quick. <laughs> I see. I see. So I don't yeah. know how, yeah, yeah I, I think you can only keep artificial gravity going for so long. Before you it's gotta, also, it's also a little nebulous because it seems like there are points where gravity is lessened 
And I don't really understand when those transitions happen. I don't know. Oh, yeah, when he's in the base, sometimes there's no gravity. Sometimes. Or low gravity. Um, yeah. Hmm. But I'm not going to worry about it too much. It's Yeah, that's it's, uh, a little spice. That's lore. That's a that's series, you know, stuff. Sure. Um, uh, what else happens in episode one? They, Chris gives him a pink sweater and they have a tea party. I forgot about that. Oh, so cute. I'm like, oh, no, she's like, she's sissy hypnotizing him. Um and then um, he, he he does some gaming. Yep. Um, he destroys his city. Yeah, he plays Stalking Crisis, which is a great... Yes. That sounds like a Japanese video game I wish I wish we knew about Stalking Crisis before we started this podcast, because Stalking Crisis would be pretty good. That's a pretty good title. That's... that's yeah, it, it's, uh, it sounds better, but it makes even less sense. You know what? That's, that's exactly what we're going for, though. <laughs> We're yeah, going. I, I, I wish we could. We, I wish the name of our podcast was indicative of our, um, you know, '80s OVA aesthetic. Even though we know nothing about anime in the '80s, um, yeah, he fucks up his hometown in the game. Um, and I was like, "Damn, is this boy twisted? Is this good, is this gonna be his dark his downfall?" <laughs> um, not really. And then, um, uh, and then his town explodes, and he doesn't really care. <laughs> <laughs> um uh yeah it's just um his town gets attacked or his colony and um and this is when i realized that every battle is going to have fun synth no matter what is happening in it um just his whole town's getting fucked up and it's just uh it's just happy synth time baby little uh, awkward little awkward i again it's another thing i can kind of tune out it just maybe undercuts the um the overall vibe that they're going for. I mean, and bit. here it kind of works because like him and his friends think it's rad that war is happening. Yes. Which is kind of like, they kind of keep going back to this and, um, I guess it works like at the end is, um, yeah, the very, very end. Yes. Yes. And that was like, okay, you kind of, you made this, into a point because there's a the, tonal dissonance going on in in that particular L, in that particular sequence and even here at the beginning i think it works well i yeah. think well, it for, would be for nice. the rest of the series it was it was like it was like plot happening and then it would go back to like isn't it fucked up how kids think war is cool and i was like yeah not really that's like normal um but then it's like it's it incorporates it later um but yeah they think it's totally sick how all these buildings are blowing up and um, and he runs for uh, the the Gundam. I mean, uh, the mobile suit. Um, the other one, the green, the green guys are the Zeta. I learned, or no, not Zeta. Zeon. Yes. Zeta is the series. Dude, the we're Zeon. learning. We're learning shit, man. We're learning about Gundam. I know stuff. It's the principality of Zeon. Yes, dude. Um, Isn't this sick? And yes, I'm so glad that I know. I know that I, I I saw the symbol and I was like, oh, now I know where that's from. Yeah, dude. And and the it crashes in the park. And the pilot, uh, he meets the pilot, and that's a cliffhanger. Um, that's a great cliffhanger. One thing I don't know about Gundam is I don't know if Zeon is supposed to be like the bad guys, or if Gundam is sort of like, um, sort of like, uh, um, um, uh, it's uh, morally ambiguous, is my understanding of Gundam. Is that? Oh it, God, what's it, what's the uh, what's this the series? The hundred episode with the uh, the space opera, you know. Oh, you know? oh, Legend of the Galactic Heroes. Yeah, it's just like Legend of the Galactic Heroes, where it's just like neither one's 
really um, the bad guy. But that is Zeon, what it is. Okay, because Zeon definitely looks. They have the harsher aesthetic. Like that's because they're they're the rebels. Okay, sure. Um, they have you can presumably fewer resources. Um, and they're, they're more spartan looking. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go use the restroom right quick. Alrighty. We shall return because we've reached the end of the first episode. Okay. Yeah. Only six more bathroom breaks. Uh, remind me to talk about the eye catches when I come back. Yeah, eye catches is very good. Okay. Sure. Okay. I am returned. Talk about the eye catches. Uh, okay. Uh, the eye catches might be my favorite thing about the show, <laughs> which is I I think this OVA is great. Not to spoil my opinion on it or anything, but oh, I'm sorry. I have to inter every time a user says something, I have to interrupt you. We need engagement here. Gearheads. Oh, I was I was talking about sour beer. Gearhead says he had a sour beer once. It was all right. It's more of a dark lager kind of guy. Well, aren't you a big mature man? Yeah, I'm not really. He's, I don't really like lagers. You're, str you're stronger than I am. Yeah, no, or, I can't. Or, or stouts. Stouts are gross to me. Lagers are okay. I'm a little baby boy. I only like bright, zingy things. Yeah, I want something that's basically soda. <laughs> um, I want I want as close to my mother's milk as possible. I want. <laughs> well, though in that case you would prefer a stout. Um, um, maybe yeah. So so the eye catches. There are two of them. There's there's one with uh, Al wearing a, a military helmet with, with a great bright smile on, uh, which is just it's a great image. That's why. <laughs> just, that's a, I, yes. That's probably where I got the idea for. He looks like a. He looks like a post World War II poster. Yes, and then there's also um, a, a an eye catch of his, his uh, like his pocket butt. with well. with a, a rocket in a fucking um a, like a, a jackknife and mm -hmm. a, yep, a jack magazine knife. in it. This is yep. It's Boy Scout Corps Essential Boy Scout Corps Volume One. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> it's 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 just a, a great image, and I, I'm wondering, has anybody for an album cover yet? Has somebody used this as an album cover? Because be well, that's you can't. Uh, that's not allowed. You have to. You can pay the rights for that. You can get that shit fucking cleared. Oh, maybe. There's got to be a mixtape somewhere with that. Yeah. Um. Oh, I just had a random thought. Uh, this is unrelated to anything that we've been talking about so far. Um. If you, <laughs> if, if you hold on, Gear Gearhead says I tend to like strong, disgusting tastes in general. Might have legit brain damage. <laughs> no, it's good. You don't. You don't want to be adjusted to like the baby tongues that we're supposed to have. Every you gotta you gotta de-sugar your 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 brain. I was just reading. You got a paleo. You need you need to yeah. You need to funkify your um your shit. You should. We should only be eating yeah weird like dark funky tastes. That's what you're supposed to. I've been eating my homemade Nuts sauerkraut. And mushrooms That's and good. Yeah yeah. Um, I just sugar I've been, should be a, like a once in a. A while, you know. What were you saying? Well, your carbs and sugars are going to kill us. But uh, yeah. I, I've been reading. Uh, I mentioned this before several times. I've been reading the the His Dark Materials books, fucking Golden Compass and <laughs> you shit. Keep talking about these. Oh, well, I I love them. And and uh, mm -hmm. in the books, the fucking the main character uh, hasn't eaten anything in like several days, and then is is then is oh, eats, yeah. eats eats a raw fucking um, a raw seal, like a raw seal, and eats oh, the yeah. heart. And just mm -hmm. it, like it's described as being the most luscious, delicious thing ever. And I'm like, oh, I bet heart I, is so flavor, just so strong, like all the nutrient. Uh, oh my god. Yeah, and, and it's it's a fucking like 
it's simultaneously nasty, but also at the same time, you're, you're feeling exactly what she's feeling in that moment where you're like just consuming nutrients in their most base form yeah, after I've not heard, eating anything for a while. I've heard stories of people stranded at sea eating like fish eyeballs and just yeah. loving it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, or I'll go like, you know, two days without eating just because like I forgot or not two days, but you know, it's just like a long, even just like 16 hours without eating. Mm. And then you just eat like a slice of bread and you're like, like fuck. Yeah. Uh. I, do we want to, um, we, we've discussed previously about seeing who can lose weight, more, like more, more weight in a period of time. Uh, I mean, what, um, what's I, can do pretty, the, I can do pretty well with that. What's the, what dietary challenge should we put each other to? I was thinking about going full carnivore. I might just do, you know, Oh, you're in the really fucking Jordan Peterson. Um, well not raw meat. No. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, it sounds all right. Cause you just, first of all, it sounds easy. You don't have to prepare food. It's just two steaks a day, you know? Um, it sounds a little expensive. I kind of need something to, to fill out, you know, like, it's not. I mean, I mean, it would be, it'd be like 14 bucks a day for food. That's not crazy. I did also make like, it's 98 bucks a week for food. Assuming Holy you're eating shit. nothing else besides like water. I just, uh, I just cooked five pounds of chicken and that cost me like nine bucks. That's chicken is insanely cheap. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, if, we, maybe we both try different diets and pair notes. Just like how hard we wake up in the morning and like, uh, and like how low our heart rate is. Gearhead apparently went full carnivore for uh, once for the low carb stuff. Dropped sixty pounds. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'm I'm I, on the I, I'm more interested in like Joe Rogan was talking about how much energy he felt like he had, and I love the idea of having any amount of energy because like I eat now and I'm I just eat and then I just like have an hour where I just sit and I'm just like trying not to fall asleep and then usually i fall asleep <laughs> it's like it would be nice to not have that happen i made some i made some soup i made like some imitations up at toscana from olive garden i would bowl <laughs> that and just like be dead for an hour and a half well yeah that's so sodium heavy and that's all like sodium like, and just cream and just like yeah. must have been 100 grams of fat per serving yeah, I I was um you know what I was missing recently really I was getting the crazy nostalgic over this was uh I miss calorie mates <laughs> I miss I miss just, oh like, we ate a lot of those in Japan yeah calorie mates that might have been the base of my diet I mean. it's yeah. just shortbread it's shortbread but it's packed with fucking nutrients and it's really dense and like I, I I get I mean yeah there's probably like some B vitamins or whatever in it um. I had goddamn superpowers. Sweet. Oh, man. I'm really tempted to go carnivore. Yeah. Um, I would probably take fiber supplements and maybe some vitamins. Uh, I got I to gotta stand up to the plate for His Dark Materials right quick. Okay. Um, I feel like you've been doing this a lot. I guess no, maybe not on the podcast. In, in, the previous, in the previous conversations, you've said that, it, that it's... it's, uh, it's I, I said that it was all ages fiction, and I got to take it back. This is firmly in, like... It's 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 a, it is a it is a maturity level above young adult. I just I I think that you could give hmm. this these books to a kids and they would appreciate the fantasy elements of it. But uh, it there were some really graphic descriptions in those books and also a lot of very very uh very difficult themes and 
pretty extreme beliefs in those books. Uh, and and mm-hmm. I, I am taken with them. I'm taken with them. Okay. Um, anyway, let's move on. Um, oh, I, I'm excited to see the cashier's the look on the cashier's face when I, when I have uh, like eight pounds of chicken and four pounds of of steak only in my in my cart next time. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll think about that. I'll think about doing a bunch of meat. Episode two of Gundam. More in the pocket is called reflection in a brown eye. <laughs> that was a little off-putting. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Most of yeah. the time that I'm staring straight into a brown eye, I'm wondering about myself in that moment. I'm like, yeah. what? What? What brought me here? Reflections in a brown eye is like a um, is 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 like another shitcore album or like a <laughs> like a gore gore core whatever scat, it's called scat core scat core. Um, yeah, Al. Wants to hold a soldier's gun. Um, wait, I forget this scene. What's what's happening here? I, I've written. Guy takes his camera and has a look. Oh, right, it's it's Bernie. Okay, um, this guy is a character. So yeah, so yeah, he meets the the pilot of this downed mobile suit, um, and he trades the camera with like the the footage of the experimental Gundam or at least the facility. Oh yeah, he films like the crate. Um, and he trades it for his badge, and um, then he grabs the like the storage, like the floppy disk, and and heads heads out. And um, the school's destroyed, so so school's out, um, which uh, the kids are psyched about. And uh, and that that's when the soldier that Al met, he's assigned to the team that we saw in episode one, uh, the ragtag bunch of degenerates. Um, and, uh, <laughs> I've written, I just want to fly a robot. I don't know who's saying that. <laughs> I don't know who's saying that. I guess it's That's Bernie. you saying it, man. That's you. No, well. No, I this is you expressing your inner feelings, man. I don't think I did, really. Let's, I wasn't let's, really let's unpack this. Um, I think, uh, Bernie just wants to fly a robot. Uh, he doesn't, I don't, I don't know. Um. Oh no, the kid does. That's why he goes back to the crashed suit in the woods at night, and it still works. So he sits in the cockpit a little bit, and um, uh, I don't know why. I don't know what's going on with Bernie. Meanwhile, I was confused because they're they they're doing this mission to grab the secret shit from the base that uh, they got the film from, and they so they put him in a ship and they put a dead body next to him in the cockpit and then they shoot it through the glass. And I was very confused for a while. He only seems partly phased by this. I guess it's to make it more convincing that he's a civilian because he has a dead guy next to him. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that really was supposed to do. You've completely lost me here. I've, I'm, I've a decent portion of a bottle of Evan Williams black label deep right now. So you remember it, right? Of course. I remember. Okay. I remember yes. Okay, great. Um, and there's a there's a tense cargo paperwork scene um, where he's about to get found out, but then the other members of yes. the team show up and who are also disguised as like warehouse dudes, and they save him. Um, and then um, Al's running home, and he almost gets run over by the team who are on uh, some trucks. And then he gets, he jumps on one of them because he recognizes one of the guys because um, he's the guy from 
from the mobile suit. So yes. now, he's, now he's riding a truck. That's where episode two ends. And then episode three, episode three might be the least eventful. He gets tossed off the, the truck and he gets the cops to uh, look for the guys for him. And then he decides against it and he gets the cop to leave. Um, but now he's, uh, now he's in with the Xeon guys and now he just starts helping them. Uh, well, it's a he, great, he doesn't understand. <laughs> well, I didn't know he didn't understand. Cause he's like, you think like, I don't know what I thought, but it's like, he's helping out these dudes. And then like way later in the series, he's talking to his friends and he's like, what do you mean we're at war with them? Like, realize they were side somehow <laughs> well it's like he's a new they're a neutral colony oh so, right so technically oh, i forgot to factor that okay so it's not really them against <clears throat> zeon they're just being occupied by the fetties they call them right oh, so right. it's so, so and, it and he, he doesn't have an understanding beyond cool mechs are, are cool you know like mm-hmm. that's that's the extent of his real. So knowledge. I guess he didn't realize that most of the people in his colony are on the Fetty side. Yes, I got you. I got you. Um, so uh, he's talking to the guys. Bernie then drives him home, and uh, he has this nagging ass mom, bitch. Goddamn. Um, I've written this is just the story of a little dude who's sick of getting badgered by women and just wants to skip school and do cool war stuff with the boys, <laughs> which is true, kind of. I, I think that's also 1917. Don't quote me on that, though. I haven't seen it, but yeah, I choose to believe that that's what it's about. Um, so um, Chris, his neighbor, then takes out Bernie with a bat. And I was thinking, shouldn't he also have some like some CQC skills? He's like a soldier, but I guess she's also trained um, in that because she is also in the in the army. I'm I had a severe problem because I'm straight up in love with Chris. <laughs> she has no character. Come no, on, no, no, man. no, she's no. just a redhead. <laughs> it's pure, purely aesthetic qualities. Also, soldier lady. That's all I need, baby. She doesn't even do that much soldier stuff. It hardly even shows her in the cockpit. But she does flies the Gundam. A little bit, yeah. For five minutes, there's not a lot of Gundam fights. In there, by the way, uh, maybe that's true of all Gundam series. I don't know. It's more about the characters. I knew that part, but it was really not. Uh, you know, like uh, it's there's a lot more development development than there is uh, fight on combat. Yeah. Um. So the the Xeon guys are uh, doing their plan. They're putting a big blue robot together. Um, to go and capture this advanced Gundam. Um, and then uh, that's when we are told, okay, Chris is the pilot of new new cool Gundam. So that's why she's in here. Um, and Al and Bernie uh, go exploring and discover the, the hidden uh, Federation base. And they sneak in, and there's a neat space sequence where they have to go outside the colony, like um, on like, a balcony and like jump to another one um to get inside that is a good sequence kind of weird there's no there's no sound and they have to touch helmets to hear each other which is cool cool yeah there's there's cool little detail selective audio in that sequence um not even like space audio where it's like a like a like a low hum it's just mm -hmm. silence which is which is nice i don't i'm not really like a science nerd where like i need space scenes to be silent but um it could be cool 
Because those things could be generating their own atmospheres. You don't know. Not outside. They have to wear helmets. I know, but like, but it, you know, it doesn't have to be that kind of atmosphere. Just enough to break your shit. If you're going to do the no sound in space thing, I want commitment. And they do commit correctly. I like it. Um, and then wow, cool robot. Uh, they see a cool robot. Yeah. That's cool. Um, I'm, I'm looking away from the war is bad arc and looking at the cool robot and try and stop me, bitch. I, I'm down with the robots. I mean, like if yeah. you put, you, you tell me right now I can get in that robot and fly it around and shoot some stuff. I'm in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, see in that episode, episode four. <laughs> I like this line out of context. I've written Al, Al scores some hot picks. <laughs> uh, not of Chris, it's of the robot. And then um, Francisco or whoever gets his inf- gets some info from a bartender. Oh, Garcia, that's his name. One of the guys on their team is uh, yes. uh, a southern, uh, south of the border fella, an equatorial <laughs> south, gentleman. South of the border. <laughs> I like equatorial gentleman better. Uh-huh. <laughs> that term I just coined. Um, One of those ethnic types. Yeah, they have a guy on the inside, and by inside I mean running a bar. And um, Bernie's team is not happy with him that he just snuck onto this base of this kid. But um, uh, then it's Christmas time, I guess. And uh, oh, that's why I okay. One of the the best line in the series. What's a Gundam? <laughs> yeah. Did you did you watch this dubbed? I watched the sub. Okay, me too. Um, but uh, yeah. He's t- that's, he has this long conversation with his classmate. He's like, "What the fuck is a Gundam?" Um, but I guess it does make sense because it's a specific kind of of mobile suit. Um, and that's also when he learns that they were they they are enemies, sort of. Or at least but according like, to his but like, do you know what Al Qaeda is when you're eight outside yeah. of like? Yes, and you really don't like them. Oh, okay. I there guess are I no, there are no eight-year-olds who don't. I mean, like maybe now, like 2020. Sure. I in guess I didn't. Th- in 2006 or whatever, I was psyched when they hanged my boy Saddam. <laughs> were you really okay? Because I was pretty much in the camp of I just want to play Pokemon. You know. I was mostly playing Pokemon, and then I saw in the news that they got the uh, the mean. Ladies uh, and gentlemen, guy. we got them. Yes, yes. <laughs> that's that's what it said. That's actually what I said when I captured Mewtwo for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> they synced up perfectly. Nice. You know what? It, in, it's in, like poetry. Yeah, in in my autobiographical film, there will be a sequence where I'm playing Pokemon, and then on the television screen, there it is. is. There it is. There it is. <laughs> I was just listening to my favorite band. <laughs> Some 40, what was the, I forget who uh, I was listening to. Blink-182 uh, maybe. Uh, that's fucking funny. A shiny ponytail. Oh, right, right. Oh my God. Okay. I was like, you've seen that video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Where he, has the, where he has the eight Game Boys going. Yes. <laughs> Somehow that, guy's, that guy's a legend. Hell yeah. <laughs> a, sh- oh, a shiny ponytail. And then, yeah, that's great. That's a fucking Everyone classic. made fun of him and. 2009 or whatever that guy spent years listening to uh fucking um uh you know uh uh 
uh, I forget, you know, some 41 and just looking for probably, probably some 41 or like my chemical romance or something. Mm -hmm. Another casualty of society. Just three ass game boys. There it is. (laughs) There it is. He has this auto ducking on where the the song, the music gets quiet every time he screams. Mm -hmm. I still remember that. Um, Oh my God, this is, we're coming up on the 10th anniversary. Oh, oh shit! July nineteenth. We should try to capture a shiny on bonus on that day. <laughs> uh, anyway, you can yeah. Um, what's going on in episode four? Um, so the Zeon guys are kind of stranded now because of political stuff. They um, they this colony has like banned Zeon ships from entering. Um, so they're planning to steal the Alex and hightail it out of there. Uh, there's a character named Dick Lumumba. Oh, he's the doctor or scientist. I don't know. Al talks to him. He's in a wheelchair. Yep. You know. Um, Zeon, the Zeon dudes um, infiltrate the base posing as Australians. <laughs> I checked the dub. He is doing an Australian accent in that scene, which I was. How, how is with. the accent? It's not great, um, oh. but it's like, you know, if I was some guy living on a space colony and a guy was talking like that, I would just be like, I guess he's Australian. Um, uh, the big blue mobile suit is being a decoy. It's got a drinking guy in it. And the Xeon guys get figured out because um, he says it's summer in Australia. And one of the guys goes, one of the actual soldiers in the base goes, hey, wait a second. It's summer in Australia. Because he was talking about it being uh, winter. Which, couldn't he just be wrong? He yeah, yeah, yeah. He could be. He could still be Australian. He could just have it fucked up. Like, you don't know. You don't know the last time he was on Earth. Yeah, he could just be like, "Oh, it's winter." So you know, in winter, it would be snowing in Australia. Yeah, where I'm I don't, from. I don't and know. You could not, was... And you could, and you could maybe not realize that. Oh, right, I forgot. It's revert. Time dilation it's, fucks everything. I wouldn't. Up. I wouldn't shoot him based on that. <laughs> that that. So uh, fuck I, up. I read that a different way. I read that not so much as he made the connection so much as he got the orders and then real and then he was like throwing that back in his face but maybe that maybe also could correct. be true but how what, like the orders from who like who figured it out and how so, someone became aware of the fact that there are infiltrators in this facility and they're here and it is really oh, easy to sneak into places in this series yeah like i guess someone could have just figured out like hey they don't have there who are these guys mm-hmm. but i don't know uh, but just everyone in the base gets super fucked up. There's a huge gunfight. Yeah. Garcia is down. He blows the thing. This Doesn't is brutal, really by work. the way. I was not ready for this to happen in the fourth episode. Um, yep. yep. Stakes are raised. Chris entered. Chris has entered yes. the Gundam. Oh the, God. Oh God. The anxiety around too. The the blue the blue Xeon guy. He appears to have blown up the. It's called the Alex, by the way, the new Gundam. Um, but he, uh, he really just takes off like the outer, like a uh, boat. It's like, uh, the storage armor or whatever. Blue guy goes down. His booze has been shot wide open. Cap's dead. Uh, everyone's fucking wasted. Garcia is down. I already said that. Bye-bye. Yeah. There were there other guys. I think there was another guy. There's at least one other guy. Um, so, uh, episode five, the Xeon, um, there's, there's, there's a, oh yeah, there's an out of place scene with other Xeon guys that we don't know. And they're arguing about nukes and one of them just shoots the other one. And he's like, I, I get, I win. I win that argument because I shot you. 
his name is Colonel Killing or something. Lieutenant Killing. <laughs> Lieutenant Killing. Appropriate. Beautiful. Um, oh, and I also want to talk about this screenshot I have up right now of Chris's parents, where there's this one shot where they look so <laughs> they look like a Norman Rockwell painting or something. Like they're that's, so that's like ties into that propaganda thing you're mentioning earlier. Uh, every yeah, a lot of the frames in this are just like, oh look at proud parents of uh, of our women soldiers, you know. <laughs> like, I mean that's that must be exactly up. what they're drawing from though. Like it, it almost it, seems that way. Yeah, I don't know. Which that makes I mean But they're just looking at uh, they're looking at Bernie being like, ah, please impregnate our proud uh our proud firecracker daughter. I I love it. I, I it just it just <laughs> feels like it, it's drawing from from those sources, you know. And and uh yeah. I really appreciate that about it. And I, I would hope that the rest of Gundam is this way too, like drawing from 20th century iconography and politics and stuff, because this is, this is the stuff that gets me right to my core, you I know? I, I, yes. I like it a lot. <clears throat> uh, oh, okay. So yes, they decide to nuke. What's this colony called? I don't know. Um, the police questioned Chris about what happened during this uh, this fight she had, and um, and then Al finally is perturbed about something because he sees a dead kid being pulled out of the rubble of this building, and that's the first um, that's the first part of his development where he's like, "Oh no, war bad, war bad After indeed." Hundreds of people in his small town have been killed. Make it seem like a small town. It's a very large colony. I guess yeah, you can you can see cities across the fucking across yeah. the way. It's insane. Mm-hmm. Like the skyline and uh like like the the sky is just completely dominated by like um cities and and like see you can see street lights and stuff that make like a grid pattern and everything. It's it's a cr- pretty unique environment. And obviously mm-hmm. like the, the purpose of this particular OVA is that tell a smaller scope story inside of this larger universe. And I think it does a very effective job of selling the fact that this is happening inside of a larger world. Mm. Yeah. Um, Al is hanging out with, with burn in the woods. Um, he knows that Zeon's going to nuke the place. Bernie is just getting out. Um, Al wants to, to beat the Gundam and stop it from happening. Um, uh, side note: Al's voice really starting to grate on me. He is always just fucking shouting in a kid way. I don't, I'm not loving it. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's supposed to be immature because that's like he's develops. I guess it's fine. Um, Bernie uh, sees Chris at the airport, but I guess it's not her. But she's freaking out about something, and like I get it, but I can't explain it somehow. That that influences him to. I guess it just makes him think that like everyone on this colony has like a life and they have stuff going on. So he decides to save, save them something. Yeah. Like arguing about a boyfriend or something. Just generally a little broad for me too. I think, I think he was just appreciating the fact that he's always dealing in these kind of like, you know, life or death situations, but most of the people will never be exposed to that kind of thing. And then if he has the chance to save people from that level of grief, then he should do it. You know, I don't know. Or does she say something about, is she, is she running away from something? Is he, his, his thing is that he decides that he's not going to run away. He is running away. She, she is running away from a, um, a relationship. I okay. believe she's have, she has a bad relationship. 
And he's like, I can't, I'm not going to run away. Burns back, baby. Uh, so yeah, they team up. And episode six is just, is just hanging out bro stuff. They're grabbing weapons from a stash. Al distracts some soldiers. Um, and uh, meanwhile, Bernie grabs his truck full of weapons that uh, his former teammate left there. And they, they hash this Santa balloon trap plan to uh, capture the, the Alex. I quite like this plan. Mm -hmm. And there's a, they play the opening for the second time in like five minutes of them, uh, this montage of them built of them fixing up the, uh, the mobile suit, the one in the woods still. How has no one found that thing? They're just turning it on and it's very big. It's gotta be loud. They're he's just sitting up in it upright. Um, You know, it was nice of them to, to create this much open, forested space on this colony because the feels Even like then, it's like he's holding him up he's holding al up on his hand and like he's looking out and he can clearly see his whole town which means his town can see him uh yeah. i don't know <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, let it, I'll let it slide oh, yeah sure why not it's really well camouflaged it's green um so then um al's dad's coming coming back and he's meeting his dad at the airport and i'm I knew it's like it's how that scene has to go. Like his dad has to have some kind of important piece of information because otherwise the scene doesn't really make sense. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what is going to happen with his dad? And his dad's like, yeah, they just destroyed a ship with a nuke on it. And I was like, oh fuck, plants off. Yes, so he bolts right. for uh for Bernie. But I love this twist. I love this this so much. Something had to happen, right? Yeah. So, it, but and uh, we're heading towards just complete disaster, and there's nothing that can be done. It's mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah. He uh, Bernie lures the Alex out, who Chris is still piloting, and they have this fight in the forest. Wild sax solo, yes. uh, the namesake of this stream. Uh, it's all it's still cheerful since while they're fighting, um, but also crazy, just insane sacks. Um, and also just the lightsaber noise. The Gundams have lightsabers. Did you know that? Uh, uh, yes, I, I, I this was a reminder that they have straight up lightsabers <laughs> and it made, they make straight up lightsaber sounds and they don't even try. They don't even try. Gundam came out one year after fucking Star Wars. Gundam does not fucking care. Yeah. And then that noise just got added to like every anime sound effect library. And it's just yep. in every 80s and 90s OVA. Don't fucking care. Um, so you, you may, you know, you may have been fooled by the, the fact that every, all this music and like tone of this show is pretty lighthearted. Um, and then, um, and then, uh, uh, Bernie's ship gets stabbed straight through the heart. And that's when I was thinking, okay, I don't know a lot about Gundam. So are the pilots in the head? Cause I was thinking, boy, I really hope they're in the head. And then my next note is, no, they're not in the head, man. They're no. super not in the head. They're, they're like mega in the body. <laughs> they're, they're dead fucking center, boy. They, they they are hyper right where a lightsaber would go through. You know. Oh yeah. Um. So yeah. Um. That's uh. It's it's the eighties. That's 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 how it goes. Man, it's really really. Uh, that's. That's some rough stuff, dog. Yeah. <laughs> the, kid, the kid is crippled. I mean, the kid is despondent, like straight he, up he, unable he, to process this. He learns a thing or two. Yeah, no, it's it's tough love. <laughs> uh, yeah, Chris heads back to Earth, and uh, and yeah, fucking that's them's the ropes, kid. 
And then there's the, yeah, the stinger at the end, which is that he starts sobbing in like his, his back to school ceremony. I and love the last, the, scene. the last line of the show is his friends comforting him by assuring him there will be another war soon. <laughs> It's so good. <laughs> it's fucking amazing. It's so brutal. It's, it's, it's like it's, everything. It's, everything comes together. It's like, yeah, shit, man. <laughs> okay, you did it. it. It's it's a it's a level of on the nose that like transcends. Because if you, if you go on the nose and then don't like lean really hard into it, like intentionally, it doesn't yeah. work. But because it's so it's so ironic and and and, uh, and knowing and what it's doing, it works just perfectly mm. um, i love that last sequence so much because he's like he's laughing and also crying and and uh it's i mean that's some that's some rough shit dog yep i that's probably gundam is it's fine <laughs> it was rough yeah uh um, um yeah no i was expecting happy christmas hijinks and now I'm sad because of gun because of these robots. Because war is bad. Me no like war. Uh, war, war, war is bad. But man, wow, cool robot. Wow, war cool robot. War always bad. Yeah. Is there's cool. got to be at least one gun more. It's like fuck yeah, war. <laughs> uh, man, there's enough variance in tone. There's got to be at least one. I don't know. I loved it. <laughs> like, yeah, I know it's it's fucking it's fucking fantastic, <laughs> especially the last couple episodes where they're they're just. Yeah. I love the hanging out dynamic. Um, yeah, it's it's it's, it's, it's getting to great. know characters and then having them be victims of a larger conflict. It's perfect. It's mm-hmm. it, it's exactly. I've I've heard people describe Gundam in this way, and I've heard people talk about it and say like like this is what the show is really about, but. Yeah, it's consumed. about how it's about how war affects people and it's yep it's what i expected and that and, it's good yep i can't i can't i'm fucked <laughs> <laughs> my life's over we <laughs> should, we, that's why we were talking to um to wait who was telling us to watch g gundam james Ooh, james was telling yeah g gundam i think it looks fun maybe there's not as much death and sadness and g there's probably still death but it's like samurai death where it's still cool and fun Yeah, it's like dignified <laughs> um yeah yeah i was uh i it seems like seems like gundam is exactly what i thought it was and that's bad news for my life because, <laughs> <laughs> because like how am I supposed to go on dates now? Because because I could go now on I know, dates. Now I know, yeah, the oh. the, the nature of of war. Oh yeah, I've seen. I've been in the shit. I've seen some things. Oh, man. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very happy we watched this. I mean, it's been a long time coming. Neither one of us had seen anything Gundam related other than I had. I had watched some G Gundam on like Toonami in the early 2000s. It was a tournament arc, I remember, and I remember instead of a cockpit, there's like a little room where they wear a yes. skin tight suit, and yeah, that's yeah. their actions are the, and they feel the pain of the robot, and so he's getting like electric shocked because his robot's getting fucked up, and that's yeah. what I remember from G Gundam. That's that's my understanding. And of I've G seen Gundam the opening, well. flying the sky, um, shining figure. Yeah, uh, we should watch eight, eighth MS team though. And then who knows? There's no other short Gundam series. So I don't know where we'll go after that. Um, I, I'll watch any kind of Gundam at this point. Yeah, so. but it's more about the time. I'm willing to watch anything, but it's like, damn, dude. 
I don't know. We could stack up some shorter. Like you were talking, you were you were talking about watching the the movies. Apparently, those compilation movies, even for the original series, are pretty good. So that it's would like, be reasonable. We wouldn't, you know, we wouldn't get every. You know, it's probably not as um. In, you know, when you have a slow burn, you get more, more attached or whatever. It seems like an, a Full Metal Alchemist versus Brotherhood type situation where they're both good in their own ways, but, but it's even more compressed, probably. Right. Um, um, and but but also like even people who love Gundam are like, yeah, that first series, the animation's fucking rough. So, yeah, maybe looking at those movies. It's amazingly we went through this whole thing without talking about the aesthetic of it, um, because I. I loved the way that this looked. I mean, it looks super. Hey, those Blu-rays looking nice, sharp, super sharp. Yeah, um, like the face is a little fucked up in some in some shots. They just put weird lines on them. Um, everything you know, most of the time is good. Robots look great. I love the detail of the movie. environments. I I like the the space airport you know when you're like you're waiting to get up you know get off the colony or whatever pretty similar to a regular airport honestly i thought that it, it felt lived in and appropriate though like it felt I, more spacey there was um there was one particular thing that i noticed which was that they were on like a, a people mover you know like like a, like a people mover at an airport and as they passed through the environment there was there were different levels of wear and tear on the different parts of the environment like they, they like they'd individualized the scuffs on the handrails or whatever, and I just ah. I, I was admiring that kind of finesse and that kind oh, of oh like detail. more people that stood in one spot so the thing was more worn out or whatever yeah effectively they probably they took reference photos not that you know not to knock them or to take away from but yes that's that's good uh very happy very impressed with very, very very happy with very satisfied with how sad i am yeah <laughs> very happy with how bummed out i am about this boy learning about death yeah just shoot uh, just shoot the sadness straight into my heart mhm thank you thank you gundam for in- injecting the uh the loss right into my aortal vein what else we got man what else we got uh, are you asking me yeah but i i, I feel like we sufficiently covered the gundam and- got some final thoughts what timeline is reconquista and g in reconquista rick recon yeah reconquista that's the one that is look either was actually done on cells or just they made look like it, it was animation it looks so goddamn amazing let's see there's, there's film grain oh the line this art is, is so- this is the correct century Oh, so it's after. So we got to watch turn A. Oh no! Oh wow, this does look good. What there the are fuck? Movies. Yeah, let's. That, Tomino came back for that one. And so it's like people don't love it, but it's like it looks the fuck. I just love grain. Ooh, I like the turn. I like the character designs in turn A. Damn! Oh, this looks good. This is from wait. Th- these are designs from like '99. Fuck. What year was turn A? Is that 99? 99 into 2000. Oh, this looks fucking ill. I bet that, yeah. I bet that's, that's all some good stuff. There's so much Gundam. I, I feel like this has opened something up in that we've been, I've been at least pretty ignorant to the larger Gundam franchise as a whole. Um, what the, What is going on in turn A Gundam? Hold on. It's, it's also... 
Um, it's almost like like a fake stay. You know, like the I fake. Think that, I think that's a boy. Oh, I thought that was a hot which girl. Mean, which means I'm allowed to to show the nips on our stream. Was that where the Borat swimsuit came from? Very nice. Turn it. Oh, there you go. Yep. Great. Co- yep. That means it's time to end the podcast. Everybody. Every time the gun, the, the fucking Borat <laughs> accident comes out, it means we're devoid of. Con- yep. This this character designer has got to be. Rikongista and G and Turnay, they both look like um, Eureka 7 characters. It's got to uh, be the same character designer. And also, uh, what's the airship show? Did they do porn? Uh, yes. I hope Hold they on. did porn. Turnay Gundam character design. Oh. Even, even the boys look like girls. Akira Yasuda anime. Um, hold on, I'm ensuring that this is the right character designer. Nope. Well, you sometimes you're on the money, sometimes not. Oh, Overman oh. King Geiner. Maybe that's what I was thinking of. It's you know, it's that, it's that, it's a lady, I guess. Akiman. You gave it a good shot. Yeah. Wait. Then who designed? Hold on. You, you, Phil, I'm going to look up the, um, gun darn, nice. huh? Those gun. I'm wondering how much of my budget a month I really need to spend on food and how much of it I can actually spend on Gundam. Maybe it only looks a little bit like Eureka 7. I, I do have to say the, 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 the mech designs in this particular series we watched were not necessarily... They didn't compel me to immediately go out and start buying um, figures. But I'm sure if I watch something a little bit more involved, I would become really attached to a particular few and then want to own them physically. Um, I do mm-hmm. like the designs, though, and I, I would want something with like a decent access to the cockpit, I think. <laughs> access to the cockpit? I want to I I look at the cockpit. I want to be able to open it up and see. Oh, you want that level? Of, wow, I don't know if they... I, don't, I mean, I guess they probably make those. The cockpit matters to me. Mm-hmm. You, are they, wait, aren't they doing a... Um, aren't, aren't they doing like a full-size oh, room in Tokyo? okay. Rikon Gista and G, I was right about. Character design, Kenichi Yoshida. He did Eureka 7. Nice, dude. He did King Geiner also. I wonder if they're like, they kind of work together, probably. I was right. Sort of. Nice, man. What are you saying? That's all I got. I was just talking about the life-size Gundam statue in... in uh, oh, yeah. What's the Tokyo? most expensive Gundam item I can get right now at Ami? A gold-plated Gundam. Okay, for some reason, my web browser won't let me... Do I have to do www? There we go. Some websites, they still don't redirect www to the actual site. Are we going to do another fate at some point? Um, yeah, we should watch... Yeah, we're going to watch Fate Zero, obviously. Fate Zero, okay. You can't sort by highest price? Dude, come on. Sort at... Oh, yeah. I, I want to spend money. Let me... How about on Big in Japan? Yeah, there's Fate Zero, and then we can watch either, like, um, we could watch Carnival Phantasm, or we could watch um, Fate, what's the spinoff? Um, unlimited, wait, no, that's Unlimited no. Blade Works, Fate, Grand Order, no, Grand Order's the game. 
Yeah, no, Grand Order. They made a series on of Grand Order, right? Or no, <laughs> we could do Fate Extra, or we could do Extra. Um, yeah, Fate Grand. There is Fate Grand Order, but there's also Fate Prototype. Wait, no, there's Fate Apocrypha. That's the that's the two core one that's based on. I don't know what it's based on. You could get yourself a Gundam Astray Red Flame for the low, low price of 300 American dollars. The most expensive Gundam thing that's not in stock is this mobile suit Gundam HY2M 112th. I'm seeing it. That's which is probably pretty big. pretty big for a Gundam, um, which is thousand dollars American dollars. Yeah, that's really that's four hundred and forty nine thousand yen. I just love how like low detail it is because it's an early Gundam design. Yeah, but they, it's are there like um one meter? So one meter tall, feet, I guess. 30, 35 kilograms. <laughs> it's like a person. Nice. Okay. Um. And then what's in stock? Uh, how do I, can I? Uh, you cannot sort. You can just you make can't a bunch. You can do both. You can do in stock or most expensive. The most expensive thing I'm seeing is this mega size model. 148th RX 78.2. It's got a shield and a gun. 148th scale. It's uh, 150 bucks. That's not very expensive. Hmm. Yeah, I'll work on that one. I don't know. That's well, I, uh, I, I, I think we got it. Okay. There's a $300 one that's in stock. That's the most expensive Gundam thing you can buy. Where can I... Where can one, I... 160th, the Gundam ass, Ashtray, <laughs> not... Oh, Gundam Astray, <laughs> not Ashtray. That's the one I was telling you about. Oh, okay. I was not listening. Yeah, I'm used to it. It's got a sword. Where can I buy calorie mates? She can just get them on Amazon. All right. We got to end this. Now we're just talking about calorie mates. Yeah, let's go do some piracy. You can't pirate calorie mates. No. Oh, you mean in in Sea of Thieves? Okay. Yes. Um, Thank you, uh, two viewers. We're moving on up, baby, for tuning in. Or at one point, I don't know about right now. Mage was here at one point, too, as well as uh, Gearhead. Hopefully, Mage didn't just like change his name to Gearhead. Selling my selling my hopes. Now there's two of you. Uh, we'll be back next time with more XFL summaries. Um, yes. Stats, info, theories, fan theories, and XFL fan, fan theories. Fiction. Yeah. And then Mr. Football Man done slid his whole beefy member inside of other football man butthole. I was thinking more like a trapdoor opens in the field and. Oh. Um, Oh, it's and, an and, he, and he and he he hate me comes out, you know, in like in like the under, Undertaker outfit. <laughs> I want to watch an XFL isekai where a bunch of football men get transported to another world. Nice, thank you for catching us live, Gearhead. Uh, we're gonna we should plan these better, but the schedule it's uh it's erratic to say the least. Yeah, we kind of are just like two hours ahead, being like, let's do a show now. Uh, so, well, we should we should be more responsible or not maybe it adds to the flavor of the show see see you next time bye bye gundam can't you see that you are